0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. All
1: right. Hello. This is our first. Audio. I mean, not audio. We've done audio. This is our first video uh, podcast. Uh, the other ones were all audio. So now you can see our faces, and hopefully, uh, we didn't. We don't disappoint. So with how we look? I am James Herrera. This is David Lozano. Yeah, I know his name. Don't think I. I do know his name. Don't think I was like, "What's your name?" Again? <laughs> and uh, this is this is the Star Wars stuff podcast where we talk about Star Wars stuff. And uh, as you can see, we got a nice, pretty good setup here. I don't know. Kind of my this is my place, so I'm a big nerd. And uh, before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to um, somebody in, J- in Japan is listening to this podcast. I don't know, have I told you that? No, yeah, yeah there's, told you there's, that. there is, there uh, is, there's. Wow. Yeah, I have this percentage, and it breaks up like how many people are listening. Like point eight <laughs> of our listeners are in Japan, so we have somebody in Japan listening to us, and a couple of people wow. in Norway, I think, are also listening to us. Wow, and um, I'm just. I think that's amazing. If you're out there, if you, and if it's you, uh, follow us on Instagram. It's, uh, it was S W S pod on Instagram, S W S pod, star Wars stuff pod. Um, and yeah, yeah. You know, follow us and, and write and write to us. Cause I think it's pretty cool that people like around the world are listening to this podcast. So, uh, And, um, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to them. Yeah, the question I
0: have is, do they know where we're at?
1: uh, I don't think so, so we should tell them. Uh, We live, uh, yeah, we are in uh, South Texas. That's where we live, in South Texas, Uh, a little town. Uh, Well, right now, we actually record in a a city called San Marcos, Texas. So, uh, yeah bobcats go bobcats (laughs) that's a college town and uh so yeah that's where we are so in case you're ever wondering if you're listening like where are these guys from yeah we're from we're from texas we don't sound like texans but uh, we don't i don't think we do but (laughs) you know (laughs) so all right our intro is complete and now let us just dive right into star wars stuff and um this week we got a few uh few stories popped up what did you what did you hear this week about about star wars
0: well, just recently, I heard uh, several things. Um, the Lord Miller News, uh, mm. they elected to be uh, credited as executive producers. Oh, my gosh. On Solo with Star Wars you mean, Story. You mean,
1: you mean they're the ones who are like, they're the ones who, who want to do, like, are saying, like, hey, we want right. to... Right, the verbiage was very interest- interesting. <laughs>
0: they elected to be associate producers, or executive producers, so yeah, I found that very very interesting. They were talking at some type of uh, animation type of uh, get together, and they kind of revealed that, which I kind of just kind of odd. But when you when you look at it, it seems like Ron Howard. There was a report that did come out that he essentially reshot everything that Lord and Miller did, mm-hmm. and Lord and Miller had two weeks left on production. Mm-hmm. So Ron Howard reshot the whole thing it seems like and there's reports coming out that Lord and Miller were shooting uh, certain takes 20, 30, yeah, 40 times. I heard about that too. And reports are Ron Howard got there and he was shooting every take two or three times and moving along. Yeah, because he's,
1: he's Ron Howard. I mean, right. He knows so, what he's doing.
0: Yeah, and and the report said that that inspired confidence among the crew and the cast and they blew through it and it was incredible. They... they the Apparently they met the May deadline, so yep. we're gonna we're gonna get that film. I'm still I'm still thinking like next week they're gonna be
1: like, kidding? It's gonna be pushed back to December. We we just want to get ready for this movie. Like part of me thinks there's there's still a chance they're gonna push it back to December. I
0: don't know. I the don't timing know. will be weird because it's so close <laughs> to the Last Jedi an episode film. I mean, Lucasfilm has the real estate mm-hmm. for Christmas. Oh yeah. They and, own it. They own Christmas. Like right. Christmas. They could own it f- now until forever. I don't know <laughs> what the strategy is, but I mean, it's episode episode nine is mm-hmm. what going to come out in mi- Yeah, twenty nineteen. 2019. 2019, yeah. yeah, Christmas
1: twenty nineteen. So <laughs> I'm still waiting for them for them to push Solo back. Um, yeah, you know, I heard that when they were doing uh, Lord Miller when they were doing the, the these takes, you know, these twenty five thirty you know, takes that they actually wouldn't give the actors much direction in between each take. They would just be doing the same thing over and over again and finally they were like, Hey, this is this is kinda weird, man. Like we're not getting anything from them. And um the report I read it said um it, it said an anonymous actor went and and told everybody this. An anonymous actor will never know who it is. Uh but we all think we all know who, who it could have been, the main the main character was probably the one who spilt the beans on all of this stuff because i know uh what's his name uh donald uh donald Glover. Yeah. he had said it wasn't that big of a, a, a shift he said it wasn't that big of a deal when it happened but now we're getting this report that yeah it kind of was a big a big shift in like style and what was going to happen and that ron howard actually didn't film like big big set pe- i mean like big big sets he used like Part of their sets to film, like close ups and everything, right? right. I and read so, that too. and so he was so he was so a lot of the, the close ups in the movie, a lot of the characters talking to each other, a lot of dialogue. It's gonna be Ron Howard stuff, and I'm pretty sure maybe the Lord Miller stuff is gonna be like kind of the big action sequences, unless Ron Howard came in and just redid all. I mean, we'll never know. I'm pretty sure Lucasfilm was not gonna tell everybody like what was Ron Howard's, what was a uh, uh, Lord Miller's, so just we'll see about that. So, I thought that was pretty, yeah, that was pretty interesting this week to happen. Uh, What else? What else happened this week? He's not texting. All right. He's he's actually he has his notes on here. Uh, You you've never seen us before, but we've actually we do have notes. But yeah. Anyways, go (laughs) ahead.
0: Well, kind of being Captain Obvious here, but uh, Mark Hamill was a guest of honor at a Dublin St. Patrick's Day parade, and he said uh, when asked if he would come back to Star Wars, uh, he replied, "If you can't have fun making a Star Wars movie, you have a serious problem." If if he would come back and reprise his role and of course he'd be a Jedi ghost now. Yeah. Spoiler. Spells. Spoiler. Sorry. Right, yeah, spoilers. spoilers for the last Jedi. Spoilers for the last Jedi.
1: So,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's I really didn't want him to go. Uh I mean, we all know that he could physically uh come back and be the ghost, mm-hmm. but God man, he just knocked it out of the park with his acting. Oh the yeah. last Jedi. He killed, I was, man. It was, I was awesome. stunned. I was shocked. <laughs> One of many shocks for me, but I was like, "Why, why hadn't he been in more films?" You know, I mean, such a great actor.
1: My friend Joseph is gonna get mad at us because he was like, "You know, I heard your podcast, but Mark Hamill has done other things besides, you know, Star Wars." Right, yeah, was, he's I mean, done other things.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a legendary voice actor. Oh we yes. all know that. And he was in Jade Silent Bob. Right. <laughs> he carry right. On in right. Jane, Bob. Yeah. Corvette summer. <laughs> yeah, I know. But just to be, just to have, just have that level of acting ability. Yeah. Not to be in more stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was astounding to me. Him, him, and Adam Driver. I mean, they were both awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. They, they were the standouts for sure. Heck yeah. And um, I,
1: I, I was, I was sad when Luke left. And it's like, man, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking he's got to come back. Just the way Obi Wan tells Darth Vader, you know, you know, you strike me down, I should become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. And, and Luke sim- says something similar to Kylo Renry. He says, "Strike me down in anger, in anger." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Strike me down in anger, and I'll, you know, I'll always be with you. you know something like that to that effect. So I'm thinking they have got to bring yeah. him back. And uh, what's really cool, I read the novel, uh, Jason Fry's uh, Last Jedi novel, and that moment when Luke is about to um, is about to you know become one with the Force. He, uh, it, the guy the author describes it that Luke hears a voice, and it's it says, uh, "Let go, Luke." Which was what Obi Wan was telling Luke wow. when he was going through the trench of uh, the See, first Star why Wars. We get that in the so, film? can you imagine how cool that would have been if, <laughs> if Obi, if Luke is looking and you just hear "Let go, Luke," and then he just like okay, and then he just disappears. That would have been that would have been something cool.
0: So, Lucasfilm, if you're watching, more canon. Yes, we want more. canon. We want
1: more uh, Alec Guinness voice. Although oh, the Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor stuff in Force Awakens was amazing, like that little Easter egg that they added in there, right. where you hear uh, the word yes. of oh, Ray, yes, to hear to hear Alec oh, Guinness say gosh. Ray, I was like, <gasps> oh, that was that was awesome. That was, anyways, off topic. Yeah, we're we're, we're nerds. We're nerds. We love talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so anyways, anyways, back to uh, back to news, back to the news. Uh, what else? Yeah. we got? Well, back
0: to Mark Hamill. That that moment in the Last Jedi where Luke kissed Leia on the forehead. Yeah, that was all Mark. Hamill. Yes, that yes, a I spontaneous heard about that moment. Awesome. I mean that yeah, that was a very great moment. I mean just to do that, and you can you can see it in in the uh, the director and the Jedi, uh, extra special feature on mm-hmm. uh, on the digital and now Blu-ray. I think the Blu-ray. Came Blu-ray out came today. out today. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's, I mean the dude was just incredible. It blew yeah. me away.
1: Yeah, he was awesome, and, it, and I see what you're saying. How, you know, yeah, he has done other things, but how come he hasn't like done a, a role that's just Catapulted him even for like last Jedi was amazing. How come he hasn't done anything where it's like, Hey, did you see Mark Hamill's in this new movie? That's you know, it's just insane that he never got to that same level as, say, Harrison Ford did, you know, after Star Wars. You know, Harrison Ford still, but then Mark Hamill was like, But don't worry, I still know how to act, I still got this. And he just comes out of nowhere and just, and just not not out of nowhere, but he just comes out and goes, Hey, I'm still Luke Skywalker, watch this. And it was beautiful. Yeah, it it kind of makes
0: you wonder. I mean, there, there's so many talented people in the world. Mm-hmm. Is it the talent, or is it a combination of the talent plus the people you know plus the situation you're yeah. in? I think it is a combination of all that. It, it's, I mean, it's tough. There's a lot of people out there that are super talented. Yes. A lot of podcasters, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Maybe we'll be one of those one day. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what else? Uh, what else we got in the, the world of Star Wars?
0: Uh, the score only version is now available yes on digital yep and at first it was only available when you got the Movies Anywhere app Mm -hmm. and that's where you take an app and uh, several I think movie studios agreed that uh, uh, you could take whatever you have on your other uh, players uh, your other streaming apps like Voodoo Mm -hmm. uh, iTunes and have it aggregate and uh, play all your movies there Mm -hmm. but I didn't see a story on why they actually just released it. Did you?
1: I, I'm thinking for me personally, I because I don't have movies anywhere. I have it on iTunes, and I remember when I saw the story where it's like the score only version is a hidden is hidden in the Movies Anywhere app. I got a little uh, I got a little upset because I'm like I don't have that. I bought it here. I want to I want to be able to you know watch that version and I think a lot of people just complain and a lot of people like me didn't want to get the movies anywhere app and do all that and right. so I think uh, Lucasfilm was fine like okay here y'all go y'all can have y'all can have your score only version and I and I was watching it the other day because you know, I'm crazy. I'm going to watch The Last Jedi like 50 times. Um, I looked at it, and on the option of the of iTunes movie, it said uh, movie. It's, I think it says like movie versions or something like that. You click on it, and it has a movie, the commentary, and then the score only one. And I was like, oh my gosh. So one of these days, I'm going to watch it with just the score just so I can hear just John Williams' amazing, amazing score. And we can go, we can talk about the, the music one, one day, because I, I think the music is something we need to talk about one day. But that's not, that's not today. And uh, one thing I read this week about Star Wars was that if, Lucasfilm said, if they were to do a standalone Yoda film, uh, Yoda would not be a puppet. He would be completely CG, 100% CG, which... I'm gonna have to say I, I I agree with them on that because you know even in Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith and then they went back and did him in Phantom Menace you know Yoda looked a little rough but he still looks he still looks pretty cool like he still looks pretty great as a digital character and just to know like how far we've come since then with digital animation how realistic Yoda will look because I think if they do a, a Yoda movie it's gonna be him when he's younger right, so right, right. so it would be it would be really weird to have a puppet of him younger walking around and.
0: I think CG would just be the best option. What's your opinion on that one? Well, when the Phantom Menace came out, I was totally for CGI. But then, when I saw the result, and after uh, several dozen viewings, <laughs> I kind of didn't like the the uh, outcome and, and the final product. And then when Episode Two came out, they made adjustments. They gave them the little ear wiggle, mm-hmm. like like the puppet gives off. And I was like, okay, that's an improvement. But still, I mean. He, he the the Jack character gave a really great performance. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, I mean, it's kind of getting there. But then, of course, uh, when when The Last Jedi came out with a puppet and they got the original molds back, they yes. got the ladies who painted, who painted the his eyes, eyes yes. originally back. Yes, that's awesome. The, the most ac- accurate recreation of the puppet. At first, when I, when you see the film, I think everyone has this kind of Kind of feeling towards it, it doesn't quite seem right. But as the scenes go on, it it, it did feel a whole lot like Empire Strikes Back Mm -hmm. in front of the Jedi Yoda.
1: Yeah, when I first saw him in the Last Jedi, like when Yoda pops up, I thought it was—I thought it was a digital Yoda. I was like, they went with a digital Yoda just because they the the way the lighting was, of course he's a ghost now, so it's it's just different now. He just at first, different. yes, it seemed yeah. kind
0: of from far away with the blue glow. Yeah, I was like,
1: I was like, oh, they went with the digital Yoda, but then when they did the close up, I'm looking, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the puppet, like that's yeah. and then I looked in for sure enough, Frank Oz was yeah. like, I can do this again. That was another fist pump like, moment for oh, me in the man. theater. I, you know, uh, fun fact: um, the, the the reveal of Yoda in the Last Jedi when you know Luke is run, walking up to the tree. And the camera is panning across, and then all you see is just the ears of Yoda and his head. That was Frank Oz. Frank Oz had that idea. He says, "You know, it'd be a pretty cool reveal if you if you put the camera here and you come by and you just see the back of his head." And Ryan Johnson was like, "Yeah, that would be pretty cool." And so wow. that shot, he said, that's Frank Oz was the one who gave him that." that yeah, in my theater that, when
0: that happened, you could hear there was quite a bit of yeah girls in the theater. They started squealing, and I was like, <laughs> it was, I was it, like, it was yes. you though. It was you though, right? Like okay, you were. Yeah. <laughs>
1: When, when I first saw The Last Jedi, I know we're just going everywhere, but when yeah. I first saw The Last Jedi, the theater that I was in, nobody reacted to the movie. And I was, it was so... Just, just, and that was opening night? It was opening night. Wow. And I'm just sitting in the theater, I'm like... Oh, and I'm looking around, everybody's just like... <laughs> and I'm like, what are y'all watching? What's happening? And then, But the second time, I went with my wife and her family, and we went to this theater in Houston the day after Christmas, So the movie had already been out for a couple of days. And the theater was sold out. And the theater just went crazy for all, like, the parts mm-hmm. of the movie. And it gave me goosebumps. I was like, yes, Star Wars is still amazing. Yeah, that's, and that's that, what I love. And that scene when Yoda came up, you hear, I heard a few people go, "Oh!" just like I did when I first watched it. So mm-hmm. yeah. I feel bad for whoever was in that theater with me when I first saw it. Because they were like, who's this guy making all this noise back here? Jeez. And it was me. But um, Yeah,
0: when you told me that he was going to be CGI if they make more movies of uh, of Yoda, at first I kind of, like, Said no, that's that's not the way to go. But I mean, if you're doing a younger Yoda, he's gonna look different. Yeah, he's gonna move differently. Yes, and I mean, it's it might be the best way to go. Hate to say it, but uh, it's kind of going against.
1: But do you think they would do uh, a complete CG character, just like how um, I guess how they'll be incredibly
0: tough to do a puppet,
1: or to do a motion capture Yoda? Could do you think they could possibly pull off a motion capture? Yoda, or would it just be completely CG, you got what the, he moved like in the other movies, and you just kind of sync it up and make it younger? Dirty. Maybe if you
0: could get Deep Roy Deep in, in the oh, suit. Oh, man, Deep Roy, <laughs> running around. Deep Roy could do it. Yeah. Or
1: hell, man, they get Andy Serkis to do it, man. Like I don't know where Andy Serkis is like, I'm going to be playing a young Yoda. Like That would be the yeah. coolest if it was motion capture. But well, it would be
0: great if Andy Serkis could come back to episode nine and be a totally different character. And that would be great. not actually be a performance capture but just actually creature. be like somebody like a yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. he's yeah. anti-circus he's like that'd be stupid to be like yeah hey, you're done you don't have to come back anymore and uh, i heard also okay so more news about star wars was that ryan johnson they've asked ryan johnson how he felt after all the the backlash if he may with, with the last jedi whether or not this was going to affect his vision for his three movies that his right, trilogy right. and he said no He's gonna make his trilogy exactly the way he wants to make it, and I love him for that. For him saying, you know what, the fans, I I want to make these movies the way that I think they they want to be made. Which okay, I can see how some fans are like, hey, it's for us, it's for us. But they, at the same time, you got to remember, he's a storyteller. He's trying, he's telling his story. He wants to go ahead with his what he wants to do. So right. I don't know. How do you right. feel about like? Do you think he should listen more to the fans and what they disagreed with? Or should he just stick to what he
0: has and keep going? What do you think? I feel like he should have listened to the fans for The Last Jedi. (laughs) But he started writing The Last Jedi right before principal photography for The Force Awakens happened. So, I mean, we didn't have all these, like, who's Rey's parents? Who is Snoke? What's his backstory? Us as fans didn't have all those questions. And, of course, back in the 80s, people didn't have those certain questions either. And if they did... They don't talk about them now because they <laughs> consider those movies classics. Yeah. So time will tell with The Last Jedi. But uh, Ryan Johnson's new trilogy, I think, he shouldn't listen to the fans. I mean, uh, he doesn't have to. I mean, it's going to be his own contained thing. He's only bound by, I guess, the Force, uh, the Jedi, the history of all that. But, I mean, if he does a, uh, a story on the... Uh, that takes place in one of the worlds in the Outer Rim, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of away from everything. Essentially, another essentially a Star Wars story trilogy mm-hmm. comes up with his own characters, his own storyline, comes up with stuff we've never seen. It's probably not gonna have the same splitting of the fandom. Oh, okay, so that, the, that the last Jedi had it'll because it'll be it'll be brand new, it'll be like right, it'll is. be his own thing, and people aren't gonna be like, Well, we have to see this, we want to see that.
1: Do you do you think he's gonna do episode like episodic like episode one, two and three or is are well, they? Gonna... He's doing
0: three. I would I would think it's just one big story. So he, do you unless think... he does his own self contained anthology, series, see that's what I'm wondering. Like is he that gonna, would be interesting? Is he gonna do
1: one, two, three? Then one day going to be like, I'm gonna do like three. More. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. Like part of me is wondering like is he going to do like three movies and he's gonna opening crawl and he's gonna call him episode one. Episode two and Episode three. I
0: feel like the opening crawl is only going to be on the episodes on the on the saga films. The so like films. like the the but the Skywalker films might end with a nine, so it's going to be it's going to
1: be crazy. Like, We're never going to see another like to imagine like how remember how Rogue One started. But we said it's that just,
0: after Episode three. In two thousand five, we're never going to get another Star Wars movie. But, but
1: but but now we're continuing the story. We're continuing right. Luke's Luke's story, Leia and Han, and, and now it's like now that they're gone, are we still going to get that fanfare at the beginning? That Star Wars fanfare? Are we still going to get that opening crawl at the beginning of Star Wars? Are we still going to get the episodes? Or is it just going to be completely like this is like a Star Wars story? Like it's just going to start off and the movie's got to go.
0: Yeah. Bam, a planet. Yeah. Like in Rogue One.
1: Dude, I'm not gonna lie, I hated that so much in Rogue yeah. One when it just it just goes pump and I was like, oh come on. You couldn't be brave enough just to write something. Yeah. And like yeah. the first 10 minutes of that movie, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is such like you could have cleared all this up within like just a couple of seconds of reading it, but you know, I don't know. We'll see what they do. And then plus the the writers of Game of Thrones, like whether or not they're they're doing a trilogy too, right? Or did, did they even say trilogy? It's not like our, when I read it, it just said series. They're doing a series of movies, so it's like, is it does that mean three? Are they gonna do six? Are they gonna do? I don't know. Like,
0: well, what we do know is Ryan Johnson has a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Benny Elf and Weiss have a trilogy, and then John Favreau is gonna head up the, the TV show, the live yeah. action, which you talked about last that week. That we're I assuming mean, Yeah, be to listen to that. So yeah, I mean that's that's all on the slate, and and then in between all of this, we're gonna be getting like. You know, maybe an
1: Obi-Wan, maybe a Boba Fett, maybe a Yoda movie. Oh, by the way, Lucasfilm, if you're listening to this, and you want a good story for a Yoda film, I'm right here, man. I got a good, I know, I should have told you about this. I was going to promote myself. I'm yeah. kidding. But no, but I got a good Yoda story, like when he was younger, and I think it would be pretty cool, and, and I want to see that. I want to see a young Yoda. I want to see the backstory of, of how it all started, and tie in, you know, Ray and tie in Luke, and... Han and Leia to Yoda's you know upbringing you know because what's crazy I was thinking about Yoda the other day you know what Yoda's last words were before he died yeah I do
0: I just (laughs) gotta replay the movie in my head (laughs) he's going through
1: reel after reel after reel after reel
0: your father is Is no
1: no. at the very end he says Uh Luke there is another sky
0: okay His
1: last words were Skywalker. His okay, whole life wow. led. His whole life led to that moment. His final words were Skywalker. So for me to see like a young film, I mean, a movie when he's younger, and then him to go up and grow up to see like how his life was affected by this family, this Skywalker family. I think that'd be a pretty cool thing. And now somebody's got to take my my movie idea. So there, there it goes. All right, it's all, all right. gone. Have an
0: old Republic themed film, mm-hmm. and then have characters we don't even know, and then. Midway through the film, we introduce Yoda. Yeah. And what I really want is for them not to announce it uh, if, if this situation were to occur <laughs> and just be like totally blown away. You but, can't You uh, can't the do the that. Internet, yeah, I was
1: like, you can't do that. You can't yeah, just be like, kind of and you know Abrams can do that with Cloverfield, where he could just be like, oh, by the way, here's a Cloverfield movie. Uh, you know, we're like, oh, what? He, you totally yeah. made like, this whole movie without anybody knowing about it. You can't do that with a Star Wars film. Everybody would know.
0: Everybody would know. Yeah. So. Yeah, JJ's got a lot of stuff going.
1: Oh yeah, he's in. He's is he deep in production right, or is he still pre-production for episode nine right now?
0: Uh, I believe they're going to start shooting in July. This. Oh okay. So yeah, they're still in pre-production mode. Of course, we all know the script has been written. Mm-hmm. It was presented to Bob Iger, I think, right around the time. I think Last it was presented Jedi.
1: the day of the Last Jedi, yeah, uh, like the premiere night. He pitched it already. Yeah, to, and the codename
0: for the Last Jedi was Space Bear, and <laughs> codename for Episode Nine is Black Diamond. Which
1: have you heard the like the whole like rumor of Black Diamond? Like what that? No. Okay, so Snoke has a ring on, right? In, uh in the Last Jedi, and apparently, if you look, up, Pablo Hidalgo wrote that um, the yeah. ring is actually mined from the the rock on Mustafar or, right. or Vader's castle was and right. it? it's a black diamond. Well, so a I think lot they of say people...
0: it's actually obsidian rock. Obsidian. Okay, yeah. obsidian rock. That's you know... A, that, that's what I read. But I don't know. I mean, it could be in reference to that. I, mean... I don't
1: know. So, the, the, of course, all the, the theories. Like, oh my God, Snoke's got to come back. He's got to come back. And, but you know, like, if you... I know. Like I said, this is our podcast. We're gonna talk anything Star Wars, so we're gonna go off in this. You know, when when Snoke dies, have you have you listened to what he says when he dies? Like the dialogue he's saying right as it happens, mm. he's saying, you know, I can't be tricked. Like yeah. he, I can't. I know everything. I know what yeah. he's doing. He's even now as he's turning the lightsaber, and at that moment, he's turning the lightsaber. Right. And, and, he, ignites the and he ignites the blade. And he ignites the blade. And kills his true enemy. Yeah. And so, like, part of me is wondering, like, whether or not Snoke was just messing with with Kylo, messing with Rey, and seeing what he's got to do. And who knows, maybe Snoke is pushing Kylo to, to go beyond what Vader did, how Vader killed Darth Sidious, you know, how Vader killed his master. And now maybe snoke is saying let me see what happens if if kylo ren thinks he he's so angry that he kills his own master what's he what's his potential going to be will he finally become the darth vader that i want him to become you know so there's like that whole theory that maybe snoke is just masterminding this whole thing and then in episode 9 when the movie starts we're all going to go oh my gosh like it all makes sense now like look this is what he was doing the whole time and yeah. yeah.
0: episode 9 <laughs> to me i think can can Really catapult J J Abrams if if episode nine is just spectacular and one of the best Star Wars movies, kind of across the fandom just agreed upon that it was a great film. That could, I think it could really vault J J, mm-hmm. and it, it, I think we could get back to I think where we were when the Force Awakens was here with all without all the negativity <laughs> and all the <laughs> arguments online and everybody was so. I just, mean, it, but but it's just it's just so interesting. To be in this place in Star Wars fandom and having JJ, where I think when he was announced, I think most people before the last Jedi came out were kind of like, eh. yeah, I was. You go from JJ, and then he, he brought the franchise back essentially with the films, and then go to Ryan Johnson, who was an acclaimed director, and be mm-hmm. like, oh yes, he's going to do something really, really awesome, really cool, and then going back to JJ, it's almost like he was almost like a. Like insurance. <laughs> in a way, just in case but, but I don't think Lucasfilm thought what happened with the fandom was gonna happen with the Last No, I don't Jedi. think I don't think they thought that at all. But I mean the contributing factors to getting JJ back, I mean of course he's great. Mm-hmm. I love JJ personally. I mean he's he's, he's awesome. awesome. I, I've loved all of his films, Cloverfield. Mission Impossible 3. Dude, Mission Impossible I 3. I mean, it's... it's awesome. Star Trek 2009. Oh, my god. Okay, I will say this about
1: J.J. J.J. Abrams actually... Got me to enjoy a Star Trek film right. I have been a Star Wars fan my whole I don't know if you can tell. I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life yeah. and I sat down in that theater and I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is amazing. You watch the special features right it, you, know, are you gonna say what he said like I approached it as if it was a Star Wars film or well okay I'm sorry, well I'm sorry. they
0: described the two franchises as if if Star Trek was oh, classical yeah. music, Star Wars is rock and roll. yes and I that's such a perfect perfect analysis yeah. of the two franchises. I'm a Star Trek fan. I mean, I I got into it when I was younger. I, mm-hmm. I like the movies, but not as much as Star Wars. No, oh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, him going back and doing the whole uh, Star Trek revamping that franchise. A lot of Trekkies hated it. I know. I've heard. Oh, yes, and that's but, why I uh, don't feel
1: like I'm a true like Star because I'm yeah. like, do you like Star Trek? And I always say I like the Abrams. Star Trek movies, like because apparently <laughs> be that yes, to yes, exactly because now yeah. that's like that's a whole other genre of Star Trek, and now we have the J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie, right. and I felt with the Force Awakens, and I know we said this on our first podcast of just how difficult it was for Abrams to bring have to get everybody back to see the movie again, right? Like that was the key. We got to bring this whole new generation. We have to bring the old generation and the new ones back in, and now I'm wondering. Whether or not now that he has everybody here and now that, you know, Last Jedi did what it did and it ended where it ended, whether or not Abrams is going to just blow like everyone away. Like it's going to be the biggest movie. It's going to eclipse even Avengers Infinity War, you know, like, like whether or not he has that power, because I think, honestly, I think Abrams has that power to create one of the biggest, if not the biggest film in cinematic history with episode nine. I I am going to say that I'm going to, I think he has that power to do that.
0: I don't know. I just don't see a scenario where episode nine is gonna break episode seven's records. I I just don't see that scenario because Star Wars came back. Star Wars did it three times. Once in nineteen seventy seven, biggest movie of all time, and then another time in nineteen ninety nine, biggest movie, Phantom Menace, biggest movie of all time. A long span of time we had to wait for Star Wars film. Then again, in twenty fifteen, and I mean. I was predicting a two hundred fifty million dollar box office opening weekend. Oh man! And I was typing that online on Facebook. I was telling people it's going to do two hundred fifty. It's going to hit two hundred fifty. There's enough seats in America to hit two hundred fifty. And I was chastised. I was told I'm crazy. I was told it's not going to make two hundred. Oh my and I'm like gosh. Just watch. Just watch. Two forty-eight. I was two million off. You were. I was right there. two million off. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's it, it's tough for me to see episode nine doing episode seven numbers. It might not even do episode eight numbers. I because I mean you do have these people saying I'm, uh, Star-, I'm done. Star Wars is done. Yeah, yeah. Tons so of people are saying Star Wars. If is those done. people are really gonna stay home or no, they're just gonna no, go anyways, no, we are gonna, gonna, go. go gonna go anyways. we are gonna go anyways. Yeah, just see what happens. But
1: what, what was that? A couple of years ago, um, Lucasfilm announced they're gonna re-release all the movies in 3D. Right, and I was like, man. That means I gotta watch six movies in three D now. And they only did the first of the Phantom Menace, but apparently that movie made so much money that it became like in the top ten grossing films of all time in that during that re-release. Right, like, right. like and I, that's when I realized, I think that's when Lucasfilm made me realize, hey, people are still like eager, like people are still wanting to see it on the big screen. So I think all the naysayers and even the people who hate the Phantom Menace still want to go watch a Star Wars movie on the right. big screen again. So I'm thinking all these people are like, man, I'm done with Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy has ruined it. Disney, it's 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 over. I'm like, no, you're still got to go to watch that movie because it's Star Wars. Solo? Am I crazy about it? Ah, I'm a little on the fence about it. Am I gonna be there opening night to watch it? Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait in line to get my ticket so I can go watch it opening night.
0: I'll but- tell you right now. Now that it's like on video and audio, I've been hyped for Solo Uh-oh. for a while. Uh, I to hear that it's one of the best scripts. Written by Lawrence and Jake Kasdan. Yeah, true. I mean, that kind of got me hyped. Lord and Miller coming on. I love Lego Movie. Lego <laughs> like Movie. Yeah, I like I loved it. Right? it. it was I mean, so good. Yeah, it was, it was it was incredible. And but to have the whole thing in the in, in the background of them getting terminated and Ron Howard coming in, but I still think it's it's going to be it's going to be underrated. And it's coming out Memorial Day weekend. And you ask a family, what do you want to do on Memorial Day weekend? You want to like- barbecue. Or you want to go watch a
1: Star Wars movie? Right. You
0: want to barbecue, eat, and then what do you want to do? You, I mean, there's a Star Wars film in the theater. I mean, they can, families are going to
1: flock. Oh yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make a ton of money. But like as as for whether or not I buy that actor as Han Solo yet, I'm still I'm still on the fence. I'm still on the fence about this guy. And I know a lot of our podcast leading up to it is going to be us talking about how we feel about Solo. And yeah, I'm still on the fence about that actor. He wasn't my first choice. For that role, I had a. Who was your first? Place? Okay, uh, I can't never say his name, but he was the actor who was in the Kingsman. He played the main character. Oh, Eggsy. Taron Egerton. Yes, yeah. I love that guy. He's a handsome guy, and he really he's a really handsome <laughs> yeah. guy. And he's fun. he has that swag to him. Like that yeah. way like 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 he knows he's the best. And I was like, man, that's Han Solo for me. Right. Like yeah. he's, I, I when I heard about it, and I was like, that guy should play him. But then I found out later, like he was like one of the last like three or four actors. To to be in the running for that. Who was your wow. who was your first pick?
0: Well, my pick was kind of dark horse up until he got a role playing young Harrison Ford in the Age of Adeline. It was Anthony and Gruber.
1: Anthony
0: Gruber. Right. He if if you look him up on YouTube, he has an awesome Harrison Ford impression. He's got tons of views. He looks like Harrison Ford. It looks like his mom basically had an affair with Harrison Ford. <laughs> hey and, sh- right, right. And he'll admit it too, it's like Mom, what'd you do? But he looks like him, and he can manipulate his voice to sound like him. And they, he, didn't,
1: and they didn't pick him.
0: They didn't pick him. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't have the resume. I think he worked, strangely enough, he worked at Weta in New Zealand. That's awesome. And he was there around the Avatar time, I believe. And then he left, and I think, to pursue acting, and then he got the part for Age of Adeline. He had a very minor, minor role, but still, I mean, he looks like Harrison Ford.
1: And they didn't go with this guy.
0: No. He had the height, the looks, the voice. But, I mean, Alden Erreich, He's he was, but, hand, he was hand select well, not hand-selected, but found by Steven Spielberg at a bar mitzvah. Really? Yeah.
1: I did not know that. Right,
0: right. Steven Spielberg found him at a bar what? mitzvah. Yes. What? When, when was this? <laughs> that is a true story. Uh, several years back. I mean, because he's done, he's done several films. He's done Hell, Caesar. He's done. Caesar. Uh, I think what was it called? The creatures film? Um, was it beautiful creatures? Uh, I was no, about I... to say heavenly creatures, but that's a Peter Jackson. No, Kate Winslet film.
1: No, I don't know. Like I've never, I've never seen him. Like he did another one with the uh, Warren Warren Beatty like last year as well. Huh. Like that's the only time I've ever seen that guy it right. was Hells Hell Caesar. I could not stop laughing at him. I thought yeah. he he was. If you've never seen Hell Caesar, that's he, him with him. He's in
0: a, um, with them in a, what was is it Ray Fine? Yes, and he's other you know, yeah. trying to
1: say the line. Yeah. It was the funniest thing. I was almost crying of laughter watching this scene yeah. between him and Ray Fine. And um, it's like, okay, this guy's great, but is he Hansel? Is he a young Harrison Ford? Right. Great. But then in the, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, when Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker, I thought that was the dumbest choice in the whole world. And then the movie came out, we're like, all right, that was kind of the greatest casting decision in history. <laughs> um, so part of me in the back yeah. of my mind is thinking, I'm gonna get. I hope I get proven wrong, but until then, I'm right. like, no, I, I, I don't see him as her. Even his voice, his mannerism, I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to show us a trailer soon that we're all just going to go, oh, oh right. my God, it looks just, it reminds me of him. Right. I don't and speaking know.
0: of actors in solo, the actor that's going to steal the film is Donald Glover. As oh, Lando. yeah. Everybody's saying that. I think for that. sure he's going to steal the film. That dude is super talented. And it, he's got the... I mean, just looking at the pictures alone, that looks like Lando. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I saw Gambling. That, yep. Yeah. Doing yep. Lando stuff. And thinking I love, Lando thoughts. I
1: love that... Um, the salute. They, right. they They did a callback to the Return of the Jedi right. salute. I, I was like, that's pretty sweet, man.
0: And before I forget, let me talk about this. Do it. So, when he does that salute in mm-hmm. the co-pilot chair, that's his droid. I mm-hmm. guess these are minor spoilers for Solo. Although, I'm not quite sure... I mean, this, this could go off on a little tangent. But that's, I think, his droid. His droid, I think, is voiced by a female actor. And that droid, it's rumored, could be, in the end, a part of the Millennium Falcon. So, apparently, the thought is uh... the, the, the mainframe from that droid gets pulled out and installed into the millennium falcon therefore the millennium falcon is almost sentient and we find out about that that's you, that's kind of a theory that's floating around you know
1: you say that um and i think it's in the last jedi if i'm not mistaken it's in the last jedi novel they they talk about that i'm not even joking they talk about the fact that the ship is an old is an old ship it's an old soul like right. i think r2 is trying to talk to it and the, and the and the and the Falcons talking. That's the first time I ever heard about it. Was in the Last Jedi novel where he's saying like uh, he's trying to do. Oh, uh, R 2s trying to do something, and the and the and, the, and the, it's actually talking back to him. Right. So that might be that might be true, and that might actually in the be.
0: EU. I'm pretty sure there are stories of the Falcon having two or three brains within it sentient Jeez. droid brains. So it's kind of like I mean it's it has a personality, but there's two beings within it that live there. That's awesome. And it's, yeah, I mean, that'd be something incredible to explore. Don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, that would be a cool kind of It was there the whole time, and we just didn't know it. We just didn't know it. And I love that about movies like this. When they stick stuff in there, they kind of interweave it in, just like the hyperspace tracking Mm -hmm. in Rogue One. Oh, yes. And then The Last Jedi. All
1: right, wait, wait. Before we go into, okay, the hyperspace tracking in Rogue One. Okay. So, Last Jedi comes out, and David on his Facebook page says there was a Rogue One reference in The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Did anybody catch it? And we all were saying, like, oh, this, this, and you're like, nope, nope, nope. And he, he wrote us, he says, you know, no one has, I looked online, no one has said anything about it. Right. And you know, I, I didn't know what it was, and he finally David tells us, the hyperspace dr- tracking was mentioned in Rogue One, and then that's a huge plot point in The Last Jedi. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't catch that. Next day, n- not kidding. That story was on the internet. Yeah, it was so, everywhere. So somebody, somebody on the, <laughs> the Star Wars stuff Facebook page yeah. is, is is ratting on 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 you. like they yeah. they were like, oh my god, and they probably sold that story to somebody. So I think you were the one who discovered that before anyone else. And just y'all listen to that. That's a true story. That that's just, I just had to just had to get that out. because that, that's pretty cool. The other
0: <laughs> the other interesting thing that popped in my head was, I just recently bought a sound bar with a wireless subwoofer, mm-hmm. and when I played the Last Jedi the holdo scene, the holdo moment mm-hmm. when she flies straight into yeah. Snoke's ship the supremacy and splits it everyone says the void the the sound the voices everything dropped out there's no sound but when i had my my sound turned all the way up there's a very low hum that goes Ooh. and i'm not sure if if standard tv speakers can pick it up i wonder what that but yeah there was a hum coming from my subwoofer it was almost like The Force. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it doesn't sound quite like The Force, but yeah. there was sound. That's amazing. It wasn't totally mute.
1: That The sound designer of that, I forget his name, um, he does all of David Fincher's movies. He's one of the greatest like, sound sound designers ever. Do you, Ken, Ken
0: something. Well, I know Matthew Wood did the sound.
1: Oh, no, I don't know, but like... Um, no, Matthew Wood was like the, the sound like supervisor, but the sound editor was somebody oh, else. Oh, okay. And this guy, um, he added in so many like crazy things. So, the part yeah, I can understand. Like, he would probably add something in there for right. us to go. And like, I remember they said like the um, that shot in the Last Jedi, whenever the Tie Fighters come in on crate and they're they're shooting at the um, at the ground. They said, right, well, that came. was an interesting. Thing. Yeah, they came up with that sound. Like, he was like, "Hey, what if we try this?" And he shoot a like, right. That was, almost sounded like tennis balls hitting yep. like a windshield. And he used a a, a lion uh, a, a lion's growl for the uh, the, the new uh, gorilla walkers. Like whenever mm-hmm. it moves, whenever like the joint moves, it's actually a, a lion just going. I was like, that's pretty. Wow. That's pretty. Tight, Why not use dude. a gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's too that's too easy, man. It's way too easy to do. But um, but I, I think that solo may I don't know it may do really really great. Or it may do really, really bad, and we're going to be able to tell. I think it's going to do, do great to
0: either way. Uh, for Star Wars numbers, maybe not, but I still think it's going to do really good. Nah. But I'm, I'm really optimistic that it's still going to do really good. I mean, I don't care what all these people say. Because, I mean, we're on the inside, and I know you probably watching and listening are probably on the inside as well, and you've probably heard most of this stuff. But, I mean, the general public has no idea Lord Miller got terminated. Oh, yeah. Ron yeah. Howard came on late, and... They have no idea. So I mean, the general public just sees the trailer, sees a Super Bowl spot. Mm-hmm. Everyone got hyped, and then they got the trailer, and yeah. I think they're all kind of like, "Wow, we're getting a Star Wars film!" This, oh, this cool. Soon? You know, it's
1: funny. Uh, I guess because we're we're crazy. I consider myself a crazy mm. person. You know, we know. So whenever somebody's like. When's the next Star Wars movie coming out? I'm like, which one? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, there's a Star oh, Wars gosh. story coming out, and then there's the Star Wars Episode Nine. They're making another one. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is like? And then in the back of my head, I'm thinking I can't get too angry at these people because you know, like, I can't like, you know, completely shun them, you know, because right. they they they're not crazy like that. they don't keep up with this. I like my dad, you know, love love my dad to death, but he he he'll never figure out how the the order of the movies how they came out he's like I don't get it I don't I'll never understand it and, I, and like I'll drop that like, all right this is what happened this is what and then he's like nope, nope can't can't grab it can't grab it one day we'll actually do the, the history of um yeah. of Star Wars we'll do a history of Star Wars podcast
0: um but yeah I love that meme that floats around that's <laughs> I, I wear a Star Wars T shirt and someone comes up to me and say hey did you know there's another Star Wars movie coming out <laughs> you're like you like <laughs> cool or for me it's whenever like um I'm, I'm uh, like people are like hey Star Wars
1: is on Netflix. Did you, Rogue One's on Netflix. I'm like, okay, like, yeah. I've I've had I it. Like, <laughs> James, last Jedi came out on 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 Blu-ray today. I'm like, I've had it for two weeks already. Yeah. So like, I don't understand. why. The other day, I was uh, walking through the store, and this um, this kid was wearing a Star Wars shirt, and I had on my I have another porg shirt. Believe it or not, it's a three porg moon. The greatest yeah, yeah, the, the that's, greatest, that's the cool greatest T-shirt in the, in the history yeah, of T-shirts. It looks like something Bob, and, yeah. Bob Ross painted <laughs> yes, or something. it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, this kid was walking, through st- and I was waiting for him to look at me just so I can go like, like, yeah. But he didn't look at me. I was like, man. And I go into the Disney store, because I always got to go in the Disney store whenever I'm anywhere. And this guy goes up, hey, man, I like this shirt. I was like, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, us Star Wars fans
0: appreciate our, so you know. So it seems <laughs> clearly like your Team Porg. Oh yes, Team Porg all the way. Yes. What do you think about the Crystal Foxes?
1: The cri- I like the Crystal Foxes a yeah, lot. Yeah, I like them too. I-, I wish they would have been in there more. Like, and right, then, I right. remember when I first saw them in that that trailer, I was like, "Ooh, those look pretty wicked." Right. And I honestly thought the Crystal Foxes were gonna, because I didn't realize like the the part they were playing. And at that point, they were releasing some of the um, like the promotional footage for Rebels, and there was the Wolf in there. And so, for a second there, I thought the Wolf and Rebels was something that was going to be the last gen. Yeah. yeah, but then in the end, I was like, ah, oh, oh well. But then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that would have been pretty cool, like yeah. to tie it all in. But uh, but no, the, the Crystal Foxes were great. I just wish there would have been more. Yeah, I you, wish they would have.
0: You know the proper name, right?
1: What is the proper name?
0: Vulptex. Vol? What? Vultexes. What Vol- What is that even like? Well, Pablo Hidalgo, he named them, and he uh, since he has. Uh, Hispanic heritage. Mm-hmm. He named him after the word "wolf" in Spanish. Ooh! So that that's where he got that from.
1: That guy, I want that guy's job. He yeah. has
0: he has one of the coolest. Job. If you nobody
1: know, if you don't know who he is, he's a guy who has been he's been with Star Wars since I think. I don't know how long he's been with them, but he's, the early two thousand, yeah, because I remember yeah. I think in one of the commentaries of the of the prequels, he's there, like he's talking with George Lucas, because he's been there and he's actually helping craft all these stories and every movie you see, every book that comes out. Goes through him and his team, and they're the ones who are making sure everything's being tied together, and there's no discrepancies across the. So, I mean, just to have a job is to be like, all right, yeah, just to
0: be a part of the story just, group. All right,
1: here we go. Uh, we got the new script, so let's read it, and we got the new novels, so let's read because I'm a big novel. I love reading. Right. The, I love reading the novels, and um, there's a, there's actually a part in the in the Last Jedi novel where um, they don't show it in the movie where Ray is getting into the uh, escape pod in the Falcon. It actually says on like the uh, on the on the. On the pod, it says, if lost, please return to Han Solo or something like that. Wow. And so part of me is wondering if in Solo, they're going to show him, like, writing that, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, blah. Be, that and, then, awesome. um, and then another fun fact was that when they were, when Ryan Johnson wrote The Last Jedi and he he brought the dice in, you know, he had read J.J. Abrams' script. And there's that scene in the in the script where Harris, uh, Han Solo comes out to the Falcon and puts the the dice Back, like he pulls him out. He, like he's had him the whole time, pulls him out and puts him huh. there on the Falcon. They shot the scene, but then they ended up cutting it. And then Ryan Johnson was like, "Well, man, you, I, I, I put the dice in my script because of that moment, but he right. still he still kept it there anyways. And huh. so he wrote the dice in there, and it was a big deal. And then I heard Pablo Hidalgo say, like, "Hey, those dice might come up again um, really soon. Just giving you a heads up. And so. It's going to be in Solo, like these dice are now going to be a huge part of Solo and they're a big part in The Last Jedi. It's all this like, all like the, the dice is being tied in everywhere now and I think it's pretty cool. Like,
0: <laughs> Let's play over-under here. What's, what's the over-under on seeing Java, Boba Fett, and Greedo in Solo?
1: Oh, no, I don't want to see any of them. No, I don't want to see any of them because because if I, if if they have all three of them or one of them, it's almost gonna be like the the random cameo scene in Rogue One with those two guys from yeah, Ponda Yeah, they're like Dr. Ugh, Ugh, that part. I was like, oh, y'all just <laughs> y'all were just like, <laughs> oh, look who it is, look who it is, you know. And as cool as it was, in the back of my head, I was thinking you you were just throwing that, trying to get, almost like when Finn picks up the the ball in uh, the right, Force Awakens, yeah. he's like going like this. <laughs> like, oh y'all see this and he throws it you know and so for me if they if they have any of them okay Boba Fett I'll take Boba Fett if Boba Fett shows up somewhere in Solo but jo- no no Jabba no, to me personally
0: you know. there's a 100% chance Boba Fett's gonna yes. be in this film
1: and it's gonna blow
0: everybody everybody's gonna go yes everybody's gonna scream everybody's gonna go nuts what if, what if he was like the main villain dude that I, I okay if they do that that's the <laughs> coolest marketing
1: Lucasfilm has done yet like to hide him from everything no set pictures nothing and then the movie starts well, and then what do you
0: what do you know <laughs> what do you know there's a picture that Ron Howard took that he put on his Instagram where you can kind of see a silhouette of like a Mandalorian type oh, of helmet I do
1: would he be that he would he would do that man but just imagine and I then, say
0: 100% chance we get both it I 100%. say 80, he said that hours 85% man. chance we get jabba and, and say- Jabba might be in the film, like, kind of, like, setting, like, move, moving the story forward. I think so.
1: I'd see Greedo more than Jabba. I think Greedo is, is going to show up.
0: I think. What about the uh, bounty hunters from Empire? You got Forlom, Bosk, IG-88. Okay, if they do
1: that, that that means... Okay, that would be awesome because that means an empire. When Vader says, "Hey, I need help hunting the, the Falcon," all these bounty hunters are up. Like, yeah, we messed with that guy back in the day, and he messed us up. We want him back now. Right. That would yeah. be that, that would that, that could play into the whole that empire storyline. That line. would play in so well to that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, he messed with us. We're gonna we're gonna come back and hunt him down. That would be cool. I said it. I said that plot point here.
0: What <laughs> if what if what if my prediction of Boba Fett, one hundred percent prediction in solo he notices han pull the same maneuver that he pulls and empire strikes back that's why boba in the end knows he's going to float away with the trash <laughs> oh oh
1: that be kind
0: of
1: interesting if that happens i'll be like man boba fett you sneaky son of a you know like yeah. that that's pretty cool man wow I'm excited. You're getting me more excited for solo. Look at that, man. I, really I think wanna... you should
0: be. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get Chewy. We're gonna get Lando. Yep. We know Lando's gonna be a slam dunk. well, almost. I mean, there's stuff to say, but I mean, pretty sure fire that Lando is probably gonna steal the show. And probably people are fans are gonna be clamoring for a Lando Star Wars yes. story, which we're probably not gonna get. No. But I, I hope we don't. No. But I mean, if this film does well, if we go and support it, if we show the love, there could be a sequel? I don't know. My friend
1: uh, Joseph, uh, he's he, the reason why the talk of the trilogy came out was because there's actually a trilogy of books that are written in the uh, EU, the legend now, mm-hmm. where it's a legend of Han Solo growing up. So he right. knows all about it. He goes, that's why there could be a trilogy if they do it that way. And it, In the back of my mind, though, I hope they do what they did with Rogue One, which was Star Wars story, we don't need a sequel because... That would be too much. That's too, That's way too many Star Wars movies telling like the same-esque story. You know what right. I'm saying? Well, a
0: lot of interesting insiders think that it could get to a point where there's a film in the summertime time period, I guess we're considering February now due to mm-hmm. Black Panthers. The start of the summer movie season now, apparently. You know, mm-hmm. Films can make money there. It's <laughs> like Deadpool did as well. Mm-hmm. Between that time and May... And Christmas, so release a movie in that time period, mm-hmm. and then at Christmas, and just do two movies at a time. Jeez, and be- then have a live action series going on the app. I mean, they got the money to do it. They got they the got, resources. They got the
1: money to do that. That, that. That's crazy. You know, when when they first bought Lucasfilm, when Disney first bought Lucasfilm, some of the rumors that were going around were you would get your episode seven, but then you would get a and then uh the, you would get a story of Star Wars I I forget what they called it I think at that point they were just called Anthology Anthology Uh, you get a Star Wars Anthology movie I love that
0: name so much and they did away they did away with it but anyway
1: but but what it would be was it would be seven an anthology story that would tie that would then bridge the gap into the episodic eight almost how the Avengers do like Iron Man Thor Captain America Avengers and then Captain America Iron Man Thor Black Spider-Man right you know, like Ultron and now Infinity Wars, and, like, that was what people were thinking Disney was going to do with it, was they were going to... And in the back of my mind, I thought that'd be pretty cool to see, like, how this isn't a Star Wars episode. This is just a story in between them that ties in to the big one, which would be episode eight. So, like, in a way, the Avengers... Episode 7, 8, and 9 would be like Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers, Infinity
0: War. Kind of like how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing with the whole Marvel cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah. It's kind of something that's there, but kind of ties in. Then you have like one big actor show up for a little yeah. bit, and then. yeah, That,
1: that would have been an interesting interesting thing, but I, I just don't want, like, I don't know. Like, Four Seasons of Rebels was amazing. That was a great run for that show. If they would have done more, everybody would have realized you're just milking this. Because... Well essentially I think
0: they are gonna do more. They're gonna do another animated series. I know but like and... for this
1: for like this particular story. You know what I mean? Like for that well, for that story. What do you what do you will? I,
0: I think I think the characters from Rebels are gonna show up again.
1: Well I yeah, okay, I get what you're saying, but like they could have what I was afraid of with Rebels was they were gonna do like seven seasons in this little time period between Revenge of the Sith or when after I forget how long after Image of the Sith*, it starts and then *A New Hope* and then *Rogue One*, right. and so it was like if they if they were to do like more than four seasons, it would have been like you guys were just milking it. But they were really smart to say four seasons, we're done, we're gonna we'll, we'll bring them back. But as for this story, it's over. And I'm hoping Disney realizes that and does okay, let's 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 know when we're when we're ready to you know quit and then keep going on. Right, right. And I'm afraid *Solo* might become something where it's like. Oh, that was cool. Let's do another solo movie. And it's like...
0: It's uh, a prime opportunity to do Rogue Two when all the Bothans died to get the plans of Mon Mothma. Dude. Do you know what a Bothan looks like?
1: No, what is a Bothan? You want me to tell you what What, what, a Bothan looks like?
0: Yeah. I I have found out in 2015, waiting in line at Celebration, (laughs) I asked my good buddy Carl, I said, do you know what a Bothan looks like? He brought it up on his phone. A Bothan basically looks like... Almost like a mix between, it's, it's it's like a humanoid horse camel man. That, that's what it kind of looks like to me. It looks almost like Joe Camel, but with hair and long ears. <laughs> that's that's a... what a Bothan looks like. And the interesting thing is, if you look, it's very, very subtle, very, very quick. But there is a Bothan in Return of the Jedi. When you have that one scene where you have Lando talking to Han... Uh, in front of the big matte painting. You yeah, can tell it's a matte painting out. Yes, yes. There's a guy in the corner. If you're watching it widescreen, there's a guy in the corner. He is a Bothan and he has the mask on, but he has a helmet over the mask, <laughs> which a lot of people don't know. But you can kind of see the outline of like a. So like they actually a, like, had a, like a Bothan and... head? Yes. But they didn't actually show the actual Bothan face. Do you think they would do that? Rogue 2? Have you heard At this point? You,
1: you've heard the the. She says Minnie Boffins.
0: The, yeah. you thought <laughs> Minnie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Apparently, there's there's this thing out there where there's a character actually named like Manny Boffins. Oh, so, okay. So there's like okay. a joke the other where way. she says. Manny Boffins died to bring it, and she like stops and thinks about like this one guy that, that died to bring him yeah. this information. And it's yeah. like that'd be a cool movie, like Mission Impossible movie with this guy named Manny Boffins. Yeah, bring I really wouldn't
0: mind at all just to see a bunch of stories that kind of uh, revolved around and just kind of floated around the original trilogy yeah. stories. Which,
1: um, okay, so the, the novels now are doing a pretty good job of like saying char- certain characters now right. were there. To where it doesn't mess up the story anymore, right. and it's like, man, that's really cool. Like, there's a character in the Aftermath series by uh, what's his name? Chuck Wendig. Yeah, wrote, uh,
0: I'm on the second book. What? What are you? What are you? What are you he's laughing at. <laughs> there's a little joke about a podcaster who keeps on repeating his name. <laughs> Yeah. And, and everyone that watches keeps on complaining and, and keeps on telling him it's pronounced Chuck Windig, not Chuck Wendig. Because it sounds like he's saying Chuck Wendig. Well, I know, okay, I know that much. And Windig, all right, mm. I got that. But, but he said it so did, did fast. I, and he's right. talking <laughs> Yeah, he said it perfect. But he keeps on saying, it sounds like Chuck Winding. And then every time I hear his name, I
1: think Chuck Wendig. Chuck Winding. Winding. And, Shit, I'm going to be saying that from now on. Mm-hmm. Chuck Wendig. Right. Got it. Um,. He wrote, uh, in this book, he writes about this uh, bounty hunter who was actually hired to kill Leia during the Battle of Endor. And he's, she's up in this tree while the battle's going on, and she has a sniper rifle, and she's like, I'm looking through the scope, Leia gets hit, and she's in the corner, but Han Solo sits in front of her, and the stormtroopers show up, and then she's sitting there just waiting for the right shot, but then the the chicken walker walks up, yeah. and then she's like, I can't, I can't take the shots. And then she's got to try to move in closer, but then she ends up falling back and not doing it. So like, I read that part of the book, and I'm thinking, you know, that doesn't take away anything from the actual moment of Return of the Jedi. In the back of your mind, you're thinking, man, somebody could have killed her right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. these, all these cool exactly things are happening. What I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. all these cool things are happening
0: around it, to where it doesn't take away. Like, there's another book by. Um, yeah, and it's ooh. just like reality. I mean, we're yeah. we're here. And next door, there's someone doing something else. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's to say them doing that thing doesn't have some type of impact exactly. later on? I mean, it's. I think that's just so cool. Which, which that's is, it's that's world and universe. Yes, playing. which yeah. is why
1: now that these new trilogies are coming out, I'm 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 sad because they're not going to stick with the story. They're not going to stick with this story, where they could where they could just come in and say, "Hey, this was go. This is what was going on around." All of right. this, we're not taking away from it. We're just saying this is what happened around all these events, and to know like all like Ryan Johnson's gonna be doing a completely new story. It's like man, that, that kind of sucks. Like I would I would have loved to have seen a trilogy he did where like you have you know your Han Solo, Leia, yeah, Luke line, and Luke storyline, then underneath here you have this storyline that
0: they interacted,
1: but that you didn't realize
0: it. Right. You know like it's right. hidden in right. there. That right. would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. But I feel like Ryan Johnson is the director that you want to get to make a brand new thing Mm, and have his own little contained story. You can be over here, and then we have our main stuff over here. That's why I kind of feel like maybe J.J. should have just ran through it all and just did all three and have... Because you look at Marvel and they have a plan. Mm -hmm. They have a plan and they're executing. And they have a leader, Kevin Mm -hmm. Feige. He's overseeing it all. He's saying yes to this, no to that. He brought on Edgar Wright. He got rid of him. Brought him Peyton Reed because the the their visions of, of what Ant Man should have been were different. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he made the decision, and Ant Man I thought was a great film, yeah, that's and then cool. has, has a sequel coming out. Yeah, but and it's owned by Disney. It's all
1: owned by everything. Disney owns everything. <laughs> Disney's, Disney's going to own this podcast here pretty soon. Favreau's um, yeah, <laughs> Favreau's um, show live action show, should be something like that. Like I said, something that is along with the trilogy, but its own. But it's, it, it interacts with the trilogy in, in very obscure ways where you're like, oh, that was so cool. Like, I never thought about that character was there during this time. That would be cool. That would I would yeah. watch the hell out of well, that. Well,
0: I mean, man, to me right now, it feels like Favreau like one of the ultimate sweaty sweaty dudes about Star Wars and he's gonna get down dirty, he's gonna get the grit back. Yeah. He's gonna get a total like new hope feel. And I I, I think he's gonna knock it out of the park. I, I think I think Disney made a great call with Favreau. Oh yeah. But see, I kinda had the same feeling with Ryan Johnson too. And I, I didn't quite get what I thought I was gonna get. But to me I, I feel like John Favreau is is just one of those fans that turned famous and of course I mean they had a lot of Hard work acting and oh, directing, yeah. producing. He has tons of great films. And I mean he just he just has it. He's he's gonna cast and do do the right story. I mean he's he's gonna be all over it. I think he's he's locked in.
1: Yep. Every time I talk about uh John Favreau, my dad always says, Oh, that guy from Rudy I'm like yes, J.R.C. Rudy was shot. He Astin? was the friend, right? Yes, he was the friend. Oh, okay. And so it's amazing to be like that's fa- that's that's him. Like now yeah. he is in charge of a Star Wars the Star Wars live action right. stuff going on in Disney now, and right. it, there he was. He was just this this chunky friend right. to Sean Astin, and right. right now he's...
0: And when Friends was on, he was, I think, Rachel's boyfriend, and he was an MMA fighter. <laughs> and I remember him from that. And before then, when I was younger, he was in the movie Swingers with Yeah, with I've, never seen, I've never seen him, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it either. I've seen bits and pieces, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, that's where I remembered him And then he from. was in The
1: Replacements, or the yes. replacements
0: with uh, Keanu Reeves. He yes. was like that yeah, this, he this a crazy football yeah.
1: player. And uh, I remember when yeah, I saw it was like, like borderline cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was over the top. And then when I saw Elf, I was like, Elf was pretty good. Then I was like, wait, John Favreau directed that? And I was like, yeah, Well, And then he's in there. And I'm like, what's, 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 what's he's, and then now it's like John Favreau. He's going to be a name now. He is. So, a,
0: right. So, I was on the negative side with Favreau until I saw the movie Chef.
1: Oh, my God, yes. yes. That is,
0: I, it, that. that's just one of those movies that is just, from top to bottom, great. If you've never... He's got seen... all his friends to act in it. Yes. All, he pulled, he called in every favor. Yep. <laughs> and brought in all his friends, all his super famous friends. It, but, I mean, oh, my gosh.
1: He had Dustin Hoffman in there. He had yeah. Robert Downey Jr. in yeah, there. Yeah,
0: Robert Downey Jr., Dustin Hoffman. John Leguizamo. Jo- Johansson.
1: Yeah. Robert, yeah, Robert, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it's an awesome movie. It's...
1: If you never seen, I know we you know, we're talking about Star Wars stuff but we can't help but talk about the filmmakers but if you haven't seen the movie Chef watch Chef and then know that Star Wars is in good hands now with this director with John right. Favreau you know what I mean like right. he's he's gonna he's gonna do a great job and which is what I'm saying man if he were to do a if he were to do a story that was like underneath the, tri- the original trilogy right. that would be amazing man
0: 13 ish yeah underneath I, I there's City a underbelly there's a of course not.
1: there's a book called uh, Lost Stars um by yeah, Claudia like, Gray yeah. and uh, that was like the first it was that in aftermath like the first new Star Wars uh canon books that were coming out of the Disney you know Journey to the Force Awakens Which
0: was the first new canon book cuz they started new canon April twenty-fourteenth, I believe Oh they but, did Yeah Oh man and I think it was Chuck Wendig was his aftermath or was it something he Aftermath did? was the first one. Oh, okay. And I didn't, then I, yeah. and then they decided to give him a trilogy, and then Claudia Gray came on, did the Lost Stars. I know my friend Joseph's gonna be like, You guys are
1: He's a, he's a, he's, I'm pretty he's sure it started
0: April 2014. That you could take to the bank, Uh-oh, but I'm not go. quite sure which is which. The first was, was, canon book,
1: but her book, Claudia Gray's Lost Stars. It's it's a teenage love story, you know, young adult yeah. novel. I heard it's great. I haven't read it, but, but yes. Yeah. But what's really cool is there's all these moments that are that take place underneath the trilogy, to where you're like, you're, you know, you're reading it, and she says, "I'm standing there at the computer," and we look up, and the guy says, "There goes another one," and then my commander says, "Hold your fire." You know, there's no life forms on board. Must a short circuit? And then he goes, "I'm gonna go talk to Vader." Then he walks out of the room, and she goes, "Huh, I wonder what that was." And I'm thinking, "Oh my god, yeah. Why wouldn't there be a woman in that room when they're watching the uh, the escape pod go out in the, at the beginning?" So you're talking about that exact scene yeah, in yeah, *New Hope*. Yeah, huh. and there's a, and then in the book she describes it from her point of view where she's there. And then there's another scene where they're like, they're looking at the Millennium Falcon and *Empire Strikes Back*, and then. Vader says, "You sure you turned on the hyper? You turned it off." He goes, "Yes." And she's up there looking, and then she looks out, and it shoots off, and then everybody like stops, and she's like sat by as Vader walked by and didn't say a word to anybody. It was just like quiet. I'm thinking, dude, that's so cool. Like you could tell, <laughs> you could do a whole movie to where cool editing where you have her going, and then you see Vader walking in the back, and you and you in your mind you go, "Oh, he's walking over here to do this." Right. Or you know they land uh, on Cloud City and they're like, man, this hunk of junk, do all this. Let's go. I have a specific uh, his, her friends like I have a specific order from Vader to disassemble the hyperdrive. So let's go. And she goes, okay. So they go in there and they take apart the hyperdrive and then they fly back to the, the Falcon. I mean, they fly back to the the Star Destroyer and all this <laughs> stuff, man. What are you laughing at? I think
0: that's one of the most super sweaty Star Wars. Deep cuts I've ever heard in a long time. <laughs> man, come on, man, come on!
1: It would be awesome. Oh man, I would, I would love if they did that. Like if, if they, if they announced Fabro was like, oh yeah, we're gonna adapt this Claudia Gray book into a TV show. I'd be like, that's the coolest thing y'all can do right now because it is. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, they definitely could do that. I think. I mean, possibilities are endless. As long as we keep on paying the money, we're gonna keep paying, man, and we're yeah. gonna keep talking about it too. We're yeah. gonna keep talking, keep talking about Star Wars, cause yeah. That's what. And we I do. know Claudia Gray started out very small. She started writing fan fiction because mm-hmm. I, I did hear on another podcast, and she was talking about her journey to get there. And I mean, now she's one of the most acclaimed Star Wars. She's my writers. favorite.
1: She's my favorite Star Wars author.
0: I think that's pretty much across the board. Everyone's kind of waiting for her next next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did I'm... Bloodline as well. Oh
1: right? yeah, yeah. And if you don't know what Bloodline is, that's the story. Um, it's between uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, where Leia is, it's all about Leia, where uh, Ben Solo's already gone. Um, Han Solo is doing, uh, he's like training young, young kids to learn how to race and build, build ships and all that. She's a senator, and that's where the, the, the reveal comes out, where everybody in the galaxy finds out who her father was. And they find out the bloodline of the right, Skywalker right, family. Right, right. And man, that story. I read that story. I read that like in like, a, like two days. I could not put it down because it was so great. And I'm like, I think they it was there to, when you bought it. I think yeah, that's the day I met you. Yeah. First Friday, right? I think. So. No, no, no. You met me when I read Leia Alderaan. Oh, okay. Um, which, again, by Claudia Gray, right. which was okay. amazing. Wow. You could not listen to us or whatever through this podcast, but go buy a Claudia Gray Star Wars book. I'm not even yeah. joking. Go buy one because she is killing it. With these Star Wars books. And I would love to see Favreau adapt one of those books. Like, that would be a cool Star Wars TV show to watch. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, you're the first person to actually bring that up that I've heard to adapt some of these books. I mean, that's... I didn't think of it, and neither did anyone else that I listened to. I listened to most of the biggest Star Wars podcasts. That's kind of interesting.
1: I've, I've always thought it. Yeah. Ever since I read uh, what was that, lost The Lost Stars, that, when I read that book, I said that would be a really cool movie yeah. to watch.
0: I think I need to read more. Yeah, you do need to read more.
1: <laughs> I need to read. I'm I'm yeah. in the middle of Aftermath. I'm mean, not the Aftermath. i have a life debt right now. Yeah. The second of the Aftermath series, and uh, we could, um, man, yeah, we could talk all about the books one day, which I think we already did, but you know. Yeah. Well, well, well. man, this
0: like feeling right now, I had like a whole kind of like celebration vibe <laughs> washed over me when he gave me that rant at celebration. You're in line with other people, and they're just like talking about Star Wars, and I'm just like mouth like all slack jaw, like. <laughs> This this is not normal. <laughs> it happens, you know.
1: I, I think we need to do a show, uh, whatever our podcast episodes will have to be about our experience at Star Wars Celebration. Because I, I only went to one, I only went to last year's. But you've been to about two of them already? Yeah, I've been to two. All right, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully, we can go to another one. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. to go to the next one, <laughs> Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm, let us <laughs> let us go to the next one. But um, but now one of these days we'll tell you all about our Star Wars celebration uh, in case you don't know what Star Wars celebration is it's four days of nothing
0: but Star Wars like that's the and thing. there are Star Wars fans that don't know what celebration yes. is yes that one guy in line with us on first, at Force Friday yeah he was like what is that I'm like, like what are you talking about I I'm like you're ever... here for Force Friday and don't know what celebration is like what are you doing? It's like did you step out of a time machine yep. from the 1900s? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But no, we don't, yeah. I don't want to spoil that one. But that was yeah. uh, his
1: his uh his jacket, I don't know if you can see right. it. Is it actually from uh it was from um, Star Wars Celebration yeah. yeah, Orlando. And I couldn't get it cuz uh, I waited in line for 5 hours to get to get a shirt, the last Jedi shirt. And they had nothing else there. But you know what? It was worth it. It was worth it. I missed the last Jedi panel. Oh. <laughs> so I waited in line for a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm not bitter at all about that, but yeah. but I that was, um, awesome. that was amazing. That was an amazing. I sat guy.
0: the very back row, and I took my green light uh, lightsaber, mm-hmm. my, my Skywalker lightsaber, hoping that there would be a green saber in the film, which we did get. Yeah, but uh, we didn't get him in action with it. But yeah, I think uh, I think we're good for the day. Yeah, episode six. Uh, this
1: is episode six. I think okay. So now after this, the one, return. We're, we're actually at yeah, the return of. of the, the Jedi? The Jedi, yeah, this is the return slash of the... Slash Blue Harvest? Slash Revenge of the Jedi, if you may.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's another deep cut. The, oh, oh, sorry. But everyone <laughs> out there listening and watching, I yeah.
1: do Well, hopefully y'all were entertained by this one. Uh, everybody out there listening, now you get to see what our faces look like. Again, I hope we didn't disappoint. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for listening to us. Uh, next week, we're going to meet again, and uh, we'll have another topic to talk about. And, I think uh, we
0: should probably talk about Celebration because around this time, I think April time period... Yeah, yeah, that's when it was. They just might announce Celebration oh, really? for 2019. Ooh. Possibly May the 4th as well. Possibly around... so, We don't know. They're keeping no, us in the dark just I, like I, every other... I age. will
1: say this one thing about before we go about Celebration. I went to the closing ceremony hoping... They were gonna say when it was gonna be again. Right.
0: And we were I was watching it on an iPad driving back home to Texas. Oh, I
1: was there. I was right. in the room. Right. I was in the room. Right. And he comes out and says, We'll see and he goes, As for our next celebration, we'll see you. And everybody was thinking, We'll see you at right. Anaheim, California in 2019. We'll see you at, you know, wherever. Right. He goes, and we'll see you. Next time <laughs> we're like, oh, God. And, you, and you can just hear the whole. Uh, <laughs> I think most people went to the
0: closing ceremonies just to find out. Yes, that's so the they only reason start I their went. Planning, that's know. the only reason I went. But you know, but we'll get
1: we'll get into that next week about uh, celebration, and I'll wear my um, my my or my Orlando celebration Orlando shirt, and uh, we'll talk about all the cool stories we had while we were there. And I have a lot of funny, funny, funny stories while we were there. But uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, look us up on Instagram, SWS pod, look us up, we're on Apple podcast, we're on Google Play Music, we're on Stitcher, we're on TuneIn, uh, SoundCloud, this is gonna be our first one up on YouTube, we're also gonna put our other two up on uh, YouTube as well, Right. just with our logo, because we didn't record ourselves like we did this time, Right. and uh, I really hope this thing did record, if not, then we're just looking at (laughs) nothing for a long time. And
0: also look us up uh, on Facebook, Star Wars Stuff. Yeah, Star Wars Stuff. Group, fan group. And it's
1: the only one on Facebook. Like, you type in Star Wars stuff, and that's the one you're going to find is is David. Yep. So, uh, again, thank you all. And uh, may the Force uh, be with you.
0: Always.